Okay. <laughs> joining us for this most disappointing of shows yet. <laughs> um, I have to take full blame and credit for this sh- this movie we're about to talk about. It uh, it was my choice. I feel like and... we paid a moral price somehow. <laughs> so, well, you know, that we've done something in our past. Well, we know we've done shit in our past we, we owe for. Hi, listeners. Uh, this is Calvin, and let me just say right off the bat, this movie is an affront to the face <laughs> of God. <laughs> I feel like I should be doing a penance for this right now. This movie is 59 minutes long, and it took me two weeks to watch the fucking thing. <laughs> uh, so what masterpiece are we talking about? It's called... <laughs> What happens in the mountains mountains should stay stay in the mountains. Part two. Part two. (laughs) Uh, I I guess we're skipping our introduction, so I'll just go ahead and introduce myself. My name is Paul Hogue, and uh, I think this uh, is a war crime. This this movie is... uh, this this one was uh you know and here's the thing can I go ahead and get my upfront here Tom do you mind yeah sure go ahead okay because um, I was thinking you know I consider myself a peaceful man <laughs> all right I really do you know and the, I've gotten and yes I have served in the military before but even as I've gotten older I think I've become more pacifistic and my I, I believe that. The only way to stop war is to not have a war, and that it does no good, and people getting killed does not help anything. I won't say any particular th- examples, but you get the idea. War. But, but war I, war. I would advocate, uh, after seeing this movie, you know, carpet bombing whatever country club, golf course these guys came from in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this uh, this this movie. I hate these people. <laughs> I hate that. You know, we 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 did the the movie in the the Texas uh, the Holler Creek movie. Yeah. And we talked about the, everyone was very negative in that movie. And a couple of our movies we've done, people were really negative. They were goddamn saints compared <laughs> to, I mean, and especially uh, Stacy Alexander is, uh, he is not oh, really yeah. trusted. I don't Our know. protagonist. Yeah. Uh, Buck Slinger. Uh, and so that 
There, I'm giving my piece. That, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay, okay, Calvin, your turn. <laughs> well, um, I spent, like I said earlier, I spent two weeks to watch this friggin' thing. And it's only 50 mi- 59 minutes long. <laughs> it doesn't seem that way, does it? <laughs> no, it doesn't. It felt like two years while I was watching. Oh, my God. Like... Um, I spent half of it wondering, is there a plot? And then I figured out there was, and it was that detective trying to link Buck Swinger, our protagonist, played by Stacy Alexander, to Bigfoot sightings and the disappearance of some girls, which they never mentioned until the very end. Yeah, it was about and like 15 no minutes left in the movie. In this movie at all, except for a voiceover. Um, but yeah, it took me to the end of this movie to figure out, okay, something was established in the mythical and uh, so far unfound part one of this movie. Which, uh, by the way, is 42 minutes long. It's even shorter <laughs> than this one. Oh, my God. It's like these guys filmed this movie on their phones and whatever else, like a, like a, like a handy cam. And literally, there is clearly, a, and, and he, he is not lying, there is a part where it's clearly they have used a phone and they didn't even bother to turn it the correct way. <laughs> oh, we should also point out that Stacey Alexander, the producer, writer, director, Satan. Provi- he, he, Satan. He, also, he also provided the music for the movie. Oh, good. Which, which is a key point I plan on talking about. Yeah, and, he, yeah, and uh, what the music is recorded by, I guess, an alter ego named Stacey Sugartooth. Thomas. <laughs> oh God. Oh. Yeah, yeah. If you if you are stupid enough to watch this film on your own, uh, or if with a group, make sure it's a group and that you're heavily drugged. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, it seemed like him and his two buddies, because there were really only three actors in the entire film. And it's <laughs> There are only three actors credited. And, and one of them, one, one of them is then Gary something, but his, and that's not his, his real name is listed as Gary Gunpowder. <laughs> which one was the hell was Gary Gunpowder? Gary Gunpowder of the Atlanta Gunpowders? One of the finest families in the part of Atlanta I wish could be burned down again. <laughs> um, was he the old man at the very beginning? Gary Gunn's not credited. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's not credited. The guy on the um, four-wheeler is not credited, really. Uh, I he he did get a. He did get. I watched for that. He did show up like really right at the end. And the man riding it said literally, and the man riding the ATV, and it gave his name. But it was like really <laughs> quick, right at the very end. And it wasn't worth going back to check. No, no, it wasn't. 
Uh, yeah, I, I learned a lot from the, what, reading the credits on this, and, and I think that the whole movie was designed as a selling point for the music. And it failed. It <laughs> failed miserably because the music itself. Oh, the instrumental part of it, if you take the vocals out, the instrumental part, it was really nice. Um, it, 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 go ahead, Tom, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, I, they, they were doing like some, that, that uh, uh, you know, cha-cha-cha. From from the uh, slasher film Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had something like that in like the first fifteen seconds of it, and then it turned into like this. Welcome to Georgia music. This is our <laughs> scenery. You know, it's li- <laughs> literally a book could be a a multi volume set on cultural appropriation could be written and you just open it up and it just has the name of this movie over and over and over and over again. I mean, and it was clear, like, you know, it was assigned to be a selling point for the music because there are like two or three moments where it is nothing but driving and watching the cars drive by for three and a half minutes while just one of these god-awful songs plays. Oh, I wish I could remember the name of some of these songs, too. Oh, I, they were... I, I, he, he was playing to some pre-recorded loops on there, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And playing, man. <laughs> I, the only one I can recall was the reggae one by the reggae dub stars or some shit like that. <laughs> Which I think is probably and and honestly, I was listening. Did you hear any reggae? I didn't well, hear any. I don't a, remember any. Was there, there was I, a reggae flavored thing when after he flees uh, his home in that yeah. green Pontiac? He, he's later driving a red Dodge pickup. Yeah, and when yeah. He, pull, he pulls in his own Which? garage in that red Dodge, and as he's getting out, this pseudo reggae starts playing that's true i do remember that it was more like reggaeton yeah than, you're right than, yeah. than regular reggae and 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 but that brings up a good point he's driving he because he peels out remember at one point he peels out after uh apparently his second victim yeah and yeah. uh uh in like a, I don't know, a Corolla something. Uh, uh, it, was, it was, it was like a GM car, like y- a Pontiac. Yeah, and, and some, yeah, and he peels out in that thing, and uh, and then later he's driving this Dodge pickup, and like, well, where the hell did this come from? And even before the green car, the Pontiac, there whatever, was another one, right? He was driving a different car. Yeah, so I, I at least put it into my head canon that. He stole cars to hide his <laughs> So that's what I've created in my head as something had happened. But escape from what? Well, you know, apparently. <laughs> uh, good <laughs> taste city. <laughs> there's this part there where they talk at the very end where they talk about all these missing women. But you don't ever see any women, and they don't ever talk about the women in any other context. But you remember when he killed the guy on the Bigfoot, killed the guy on the four-wheeler, and the detective, who was sitting in a gas station 
parking lot uh, right next to Buck Slinger's house. <laughs> I'm observing him. <laughs> observing him. You know, so later after dark, the detective goes over to Buck Slinger. And he Slinger's. can't see him. He can't see him. How the? There's nobody else. There's nothing else around. How did he not see the cops? How he's met the guy. But, but the detective whose name I have fortunately drank out of my mind um, <laughs> goes over to the storage shed because he sees he sees Buck Slinger with a shovel. And he goes over there, and he's like, "Aha! I was right. There is a grave." And he just shines his light on some grass. There's no <laughs> grave there. And then he opens up the storage shed, and you hear one single fly buzzing. Really and he's big flashing fly, his flashlight around, and he shines it up on the decapitated head of the four wheel driver. And this, my friends, brings up another. (laughs) (laughs) The kids because every time we were we were looking at things through the eyes of Bigfoot, it was like watching the Predator or something because the colors were all screwed up and shit. But anyway, this guy on the four wheeler, who in the movie looks to be about a seventeen-year-old kid, taunts Buck Swinger and takes off. On his four-wheeler. And well, almost then, wrecks. He took yeah. off so fast, he damn near <laughs> ran it off the road. And nobody and said, then, uh, I'm going damn near uh, ran that thing off the road. <laughs> no, they didn't say that. And then after taunting Buck Swinger, somehow Bigfoot, who I think is Buck Swinger in an ape suit. Uh, because Ape suit. Yeah. Gets ahead of the guy. He's got the same great the porch, posture. And, he, and then like this weird color thing, you see what looks like a disembodied head with a Beatles wig on it flying through the air. <laughs> and then it shows the decapitated head lying on the ground. And it with, has aged a bit. It looked yeah, like it, it was yeah. green and it had cellophane tape around the neck. <laughs> and it looked like a bad rubber mask of Telly Savalas with a wig on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's like if Kojak put on a Beatles wig and they cut off his head and laid it there in a ditch. That's what that was. But anyway, then, then but and then so you know, the detective's poking around. This, he sees the garage, sees the head, goes, "Oh my God!" Turns around and there's Buck Swinger with a knife. And all you hear is like swish, swish, uh, ow, ah, swish, swish, and that's the, and then Buck Swinger the next morning takes off running. That's the end of basically that's the end of the movie, except for some music parts. And there is a quick uh, uh, to to add drama to the death. Uh, they do the torture dungeon uh, uh, camera technique of oh, yeah. just yeah. running it all over the place real quick. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, it's and like Tom. they dropped it on a string. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and even though you picked this movie out, Tom, I'm sorry. I just I just taken the whole thing and run with it because. This Don't movie. worry about it, because I only had like we've got issues, Tom. God damn it! God damn it, Tom! Anything else you got to say about it before I take over again? Because I hated this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. My 
favorite scene in this movie, and I think that it had merit just because it was so stupid. <laughs> There's a point in there where the sheriff comes up to Buck Swinger's house and knocks on the door, and Buck opens the door, and they're talking to each other, and then all of a sudden, the camera slowly pushes in on the sheriff while he puts his sunglasses on. Oh, yeah. Uh, detective, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, mm -hmm. and then it switches to Buck, and he slowly raises his arm up and rests his elbow on the door jam and stares silently back at <laughs> the sheriff. <laughs> and they don't do any. There's no music. There's nothing. And it's like, okay, so this is a dramatic moment, but... What did they just say? What? And, and I had to, I actually had to rewind it a little bit. And, and here's what they said. Well, I guess you're going to have to look someplace else, Sheriff. I'll be seeing you, Buck. Wow. Wow. It's that, you know, it's that um, uh, ball shrinking dialogue that uh, really sells this movie, doesn't it? Um. Oh man, and, and and we're skipping one little important plot point that before you find out about these girls being killed, it was going a little bit different direction because um uh Buck Dickswinger or whatever his name was, he uh uh his uh he was claiming to be have been raped, raped by Bigfoot. Big yeah. Yes. Which uh uh, I, I don't know. Uh. <laughs> oh yeah, which he is, which this. Oh my God, this guy who's his psychiatrist apparently put him through hypnotic regression to recall. Oh this. God, the psychiatrist. <laughs> and this, and this psychiatrist lives on a houseboat. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and when he finished, when Buck Swinger, who keeps asking for handfuls of Valium to forget about the dream. And give me some drugs. Give me some pills, man. And it was I just. I love awesome. the word association game. Oh, my God. Um, and Mother Hooker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, oh my god that and that whole word association game got real uncomfortable a couple of times <laughs> you know so when he leaves when buck leaves the psychiatrist makes a phone call and it alludes to something that he's like in on this thing to get because there's this conspiracy apparently that buck swinger who has claimed to have seen bigfoot it's connected to something, and they don't really tell you what it is. Yeah. Well, apparently this is part of the reference to the first What Happens in the Mountains. I guess so. You're right, yeah. Uh, because I kind of got that feeling watching it that, that uh, Buck was doing something illegal, and he was doing this Bigfoot hunting to carry it out. Oh, okay. Drugs, or he was killing young women, or what? I don't know what. For the first thirty minutes, he just sounded like, "Well, we got to get Buck because he's crazy." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then on account of the it big sounded thing. like you know Buck did something that that 
you know, the law needs to know about. And yeah, nothing ever really happens about that. Now, getting back to, to my favorite things, you know, there was the, the, the tense silence. <laughs> <laughs> there was this one moment where, uh, I forget who it was, was walking through the woods and they go up to the house and there is Bigfoot sitting in a tree. <laughs> and it's a, it's a guy in a gorilla suit. And yeah. nobody pays any attention to him. And the tree looks like the tree from the Charlie Brown Christmas. There's like <laughs> leaves on it. And just a bunch of branches and a whole bunch of daylight coming from his back. You know, so you, you can't miss this giant ape sitting up there in a tree. Yeah. I think that was the that was the actual sheriff of Walker County who had warned the detective to get out of his county and drop this whole case against Bug Swinger. And the sheriff of Walker County was at his fishing lodge enjoying some time off. And that's that's the impression I got. I could be really wrong. I, I think that's that's very likely what, but yeah, I think you're right about that. Cause it, it, they never made clear why he had to drop the case. Yeah. Uh, which, but he did get it in the end. And that was my final part there. I loved <laughs> the whole, whole rip off of uh, Friday the 13th again, where the swamp ape comes out of the Georgia or Florida swamps and grabs the guy who said, drop it. Yeah. Going to investigate Buck anymore and kills him, <laughs> sucks him into the water and drowns him. Yeah. <laughs> and then writes Bigfoot in the sand. And that's, I, okay. I got two things here. And, shot, and that's where he shot it with the iPhone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think the guy in the ape costume was Stacy Alexander. Because Stacy Alexander was not a fat guy, but he was a big guy. The, yeah. the costume guy looked like a skinny 15-year-old who had been hauled out of study hall to make this movie. <laughs> because they did not, they were not the same size. But you know, and this, but this raises another point that because you know we were talking about how much we had to learn from the credits. Yeah, the worst written credits I've seen in a long time. <laughs> Except for, I will say, this weekend, uh, my brother for some reason put on some bad movie. I think it was called Christmas Zombie. I believe that's what it was called, <laughs> and they misspelled Christmas. <laughs> oh my God. in the title slide uh in the title frame uh i'll, I'll have to find it i i i've been trying to remember what the name of it was and i cannot remember the full name but i think it was like christmas zombie and it was like chris man's zombie <laughs> you know, but, like, but, but let me finish up this whole thing at the end where because the guy the sheriff who we assume is the sheriff he can't start his boat because he's out there in the lake and he can't start his boat. Oh, and, oh God, yeah, I know. He goes like, it must be the battery. Like, good thing I got another. And he's talking to himself, you know. <laughs> and so he gets, he goes to the front of the boat. There's a lot he, of self-talking in this movie. Yeah, 
and he picks up the picks up the battery, and that's when Bigfoot yanks him into the water and drowns him. And then Bigfoot gets in the boat and just starts the boat with one try and drives the boat away. Well, Bigfoot used to with be on Bill Dance Outdoors. Yeah. And, with uh, a fist in the air, and, his, and, those, and the, the final scene is Bigfoot driving by on his boat going, he, like he was flipping off the camera or something. And he's was, been in bass competition, so he knows how to drive one of those boats. <laughs> <laughs> so I realized then it was the end of that movie, and there wasn't going to be any more of it. So I put the revolver down. <laughs> <laughs> We've literally been getting these messages from Calvin over the last couple of weeks as he's tried to watch the movie in chunks. <laughs> and it's like dispatches from the war front for a doomed soldier. You know, <laughs> the enemy oh, is at the gate. <laughs> my dearest, my dearest Fontanella, I, how I wish I could be with you and the children today. <laughs> But uh, unfortunately, we are going up against uh, uh, the entire Union Army. And it turns out they have invented the machine gun, and we have no goddamn idea what we're doing. Your loving husband, Calvino. <laughs> he asked. The, the Yankees are wearing monkey suits. <laughs> post postscript. Uh, I know they have salted the ground, but that's probably what we're going to be eating for a while. <laughs> you want to you wanna hear a really a couple of really bizarre facts about this film? Oh, oh yeah. there are actual facts. Oh. Please tell us. On Please. Amazon Prime. It's listed in Amazon Prime Video, and it has a 4.6 out of 5-star global rating. What the fuck? 62% of the people who saw it gave it 5 stars. Went and looked this up on IMDb, and mm -hmm. on their scale of 1 to 10, it had 4.6. And I wanted to find those people and beat them. I think that's because 93% of the people that have watched this is Stacey Alexander. You know, over and over and over. He just he just puts it on repeat and goes to bed that's, at night. That's pretty funny. That's great. Here, here's the other thing. This film, they went to great lengths to film it because it was filmed on location yeah. in Texas. Uh Georgia, Florida, Georgia, and I believe Tennessee. Tennessee, Tennessee. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, they went to Longview, Texas. I'm like, why would they go to Longview, Texas for anything? Yeah. <laughs> I've been to Longview. I, I, my apologies to family living in Longview, Texas. Don't know why you'd get. I mean, there's a reason Green Day sang about this song, and it sucks. <laughs> um. No, but uh, Longview, I, I don't want to run down Longview too much. It's a lovely city. I'm sorry you were cursed with this movie. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got uh, eight and a half minutes to go. Yeah, uh, plenty of time. <laughs> anybody want to wrap this thing up? Because otherwise I was going to keep riffing on it because it was that bad. I, I was, like, was going to say, I'm sorry to say about those final credits. Uh, you know, I was looking at them really closely because I kept thinking, 
I think these are all the same person, you know. I mean, because they all sort of look alike. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> there, there were times when I think that they switched out one of the characters. I, I think so. I really do. Yeah. And if nothing else, they were all like relatives working. Oh, yeah. In the credits, he, he does say something about special thanks to all the the abnormally enthusiastic cast. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like I don't have the list with your you name got on them it. High. <laughs> you that. But I gave them all meth and they were very happy to be in my movie. Yeah. It's funny well, that I, he made because the closest we get to women is a voiceover from someone named Pam. Yeah. yeah. And the detective apparently is bonked her at some point. She says we can't do this again or something. And I think she's I think she may be uh the former May Horn. So, uh, for folks that, uh, do you know who Mayhorn is? I don't. Oh, no. I'm sorry. And that's right. You guys didn't, in, in the, the folks who are from the Little Rock area, Ronnie will know who Mayhorn is. Mayhorn had, uh, had, uh, uh, worked at this clothing store, uh, Mayhorn's and Dave Woodman used to do ads for it. And Mayhorn had smoked way too many cigarettes in her life. <laughs> and so she sounded a bit like Pam in that. And so, and the big line from, uh, well, 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 May, I guess you're still dressing most of the best dressed men in Arkansas. Dave, I'm dressing all the best dressed men. <laughs> as, she, as she puts the little device up to her larynx, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember her now. We, yeah. we worked in the, the television station. We did a, a commercial with her. I was going to say, God. she did commercials for like 50 Ever. years or something. Yeah, yeah. All of the best. So, I guess my final take on this movie is, and we always say, watch this movie and judge it for yourselves. Uh, don't. Yeah, take our word for it. <laughs> <laughs> Do not watch this movie. If you see this movie pop up on Tubi.com, which is where we watch our movies for free, guys, and you can watch them too. And Tubi, we're yeah. waiting for a phone call. Um, <laughs> I have made people since since a couple of weeks ago, I've made people watch the trailer, at least the trailer, for uh, Bigfoot versus D.B. Cooper. And done that enthusiastically but i beg people i beg you do not watch this movie i mean and we thought you that may D. do something cooper to your fan i mean we did well db cooper you know bigfoot versus db cooper made our hall of fame oh yeah and that takes a lot to do we have not <laughs> added to that in 30 some odd years yeah that's right yeah yeah. Except for so, well, except for well, maybe maybe a couple of things in the early two thousands, but but yeah. it's been a long time. But those have been iffy, and I think that they have fallen out of favor. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. true. They they didn't get the whole board. Uh, <laughs> whereas Bigfoot versus DB Cooper is is right now it's the winner for this for this season as far as movies, and unless we surprise ourselves and yeah yeah. So anyway, you guys wrap it up. I've 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 taken over this movie, so you guys wrap it up. <laughs> well, I wish I could say I had final thoughts on this, but I'm I was just fucking glad it was over with. <laughs> was, that was the longest fifty nine minutes, my God. Oh my God. I'm I'm at four and a half minutes and I'm like, oh, oh, I get it now. <laughs> I mean 
I would. I, I mean, I, I I finally just brought up uh, Bigfoot versus DB Cooper and watched posing for a while, and uh, <laughs> and that did my uh, own, you know. Um, um, whose turn is it though for the next movie? Is it? Um, is who it did mine? the one before me? I think it was Paul. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I did the Bigfoot versus DB Cooper. Yeah. Okay, I've got two possibilities here. Okay. One looks like it could be too legitimate a movie for us to watch, but it's called Bigfoot: The Lost Coast Tapes, and it's from 2012. <laughs> it's from when it's he was a, touring with Dylan in the early seventies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's about you know it's a lost film, a lost films show like Blair Witch, <laughs> and these guys go looking for Bigfoot, and it looks to have really fairly good production values. So my other choice is. Bigfoot from 2009, a trauma team movie. No way. Yeah. And it didn't even show up on IMDb. Really? Really? <laughs> wow. Now, where, so where, where, did, where is it? Where it, 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 it's not on Tubi, is it? Uh, yeah. That's what I first thought. It just says Bigfoot. And, you know, so there's, a, you know, there's two three called Bigfoot. But this is a close up bloody face. A Bigfoot as the poster. It is a trauma team film. The people who brought us the Toxic Avenger and Nukem High in the eighties. Well, if you don't choose it, I'll choose it for my next one for sure. We're doing it. We'll do we'll We're do doing it by really, the trauma yeah. team. Yeah. If it if it won't even show up on IMDB, then yeah, it's gotta be good. And when when <laughs> the trauma still... team folks might be mildly ashamed of something. <laughs> I, I mean, I said it's still in 2009, but the opening music sounds like it did in 1983. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you can find it on Tubi, uh, Tubi.com, folks. Uh, Bigfoot by the Troma team. Uh, it's, like, it's just called Bigfoot, but the poster they have is like a close up, bloody faced Bigfoot or something. I think I saw that while I was looking through them. Yeah. Two weeks ago. Yeah. So I was like, okay, it's either this fairly decent looking one that might have had more than eight dollars in the budget <laughs> or trauma team. Now, trauma, now trauma. If, if you're a B movie fan, you know who Troma Team is, but but Tom as our as our resident uh, film historian, please <laughs> please describe to the audience, if you will, what a trauma team release is. Troma team, they purposely make bad movies <laughs> the easiest way to to describe their body of work they will go out of their way to put in uh jiggly boobs yeah massive amounts of blood yeah um cheap bathroom humor jokes yeah oh yeah and more action where nothing happens that you can shake a stick at. <laughs> but, if, I mean, most of it, most everybody who's watching this podcast or listening to this podcast has probably seen Toxic Avenger. I mean, it's a oh, landmark, yeah. crappy movie. Or Surf, Surf Nazis Must Die. and Which Nukem is a High. masterpiece. And yeah. Nukem High. Class of High School for Mutants, which I saw at the drive-in. <laughs> it got a, it got a, a a partial re-release I think a couple of years ago in theaters. I think they actually did a updated version of 
Toxic Avenger not too long ago. Yeah. But anyway, with, with, with Peter Dinklage is going to be the Toxic Avenger, I think. Oh. Holy crap, really? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's awesome. anyway, um, that's pretty much our show for this one. Thank God we don't have to deal with this any longer. <laughs> and by the way, I had to drink myself into a near stupor to get... Oh, Calvin, we already knew that, you minks. Anyway, the boys run out of time again, so please come back for the next episode of Turkish Diplomats Present Charming Noise.